everybody welcome back to the cow connection i am your host jared cow back for another fantastic episode i did want to take a chance to shout out my 13th episode with taylor agnew if you didn't get a chance to listen to that it's a very great episode uh he has a really good story and he's also my cousin too so i'd appreciate if you checked it out and check out his instagram page as well too if you go on my instagram i have it all tagged out right there too so great episode check it out fun stuff i did want to take a chance to for the people who listen that are from my town, we did have some tragic news that hit the other day, and I just kind of want to take a chance to kind of just say rest in peace to Ashley Miller. It's another person from my graduating class that has passed away, and it's tough. I don't really know what to say, but I just want to take a chance to send condolences to the family, her very close friends. We're thinking about you guys, prayers out to you guys. And people who listen, just, it would mean a lot to people around her family and her friends to send a prayer, send some love, need some more positivity, and definitely in this time. So rest in peace, Ashley. We're thinking of you, and hope Haley greeted you. And just we're not going to talk about it too much more on the podcast, but I did want to take a chance to talk about that and share my thoughts about it. So transitioning to today, I'm here with two great people who are both my cousins, uh, we'll just kind of bring them in. Jake Wickham and Dylan Wickham. How you guys doing? Doing good. I'm Jake. I'm Dylan. Doing uh, pretty well. Great, great. So, fun to be here. So, let's kind of just tell the audience who you are and what you're doing currently. So, whoever wants to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm Dylan. I go to Seekonk High School. I'm currently a senior. Uh, I'm about to start moving on into college in the next year or so, but... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, definitely a big change in my life, but something I certainly am looking forward to. And it's good to hear advice from people who've been there. So, yeah, definitely agree about with that. it. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So I'm Jake. I'm actually the older brother. Um, went to Seekonk uh, High School, just like these two guys. Um, went to UMass Dartmouth with Jared. Actually, I'm a year uh, younger than Jared, but. Um, now I'm out in the workforce in the real world, which Dylan will get to eventually. And um, I work for a building materials company that's out of New Hampshire. But they um, they had me cover a huge, you know, territory of all Connecticut, all of Rhode Island, all of Southeastern Mass. And I just go around and show exterior building products, siding products, stuff like that. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm uh, glad that you shared that. Uh, talk to me a little bit. For, I'll talk to Jake a little bit more heavy on this topic. Talk to me a little bit how you got into that career and why you decided to go down that path compared to, I know there's a bunch of other paths and you might not even know the reason too, but why you kind of felt like you leaned toward more of that career. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to the last episode for Taylor again, as Jared pointed out, um, kind of a similar situation where you don't really know what you want to do. Um, feel free to move the mic a little bit closer to your face too. Right here. Yeah. All right. So you don't really know what you want to do. Um, you know, I knew that I wanted to do business, so I went into college, business undeclared, and I just wanted to figure out what path was right for me. And, um, you know, my dad told me about an opportunity for an internship at his company that he was working at before. And, um, you know, I met up with them, did like a, a trade show, builder show, and they liked how I performed at the show, 
liked my charisma and my energy. So had an internship, kept it for three summers. Um, and um, there's a lot of opportunity in it, you know. There's not a lot of young guys in the industry. So there's a lot of opportunity for growth. There's tons of spots opening up. Like you, anybody who's my age, if you're in your early 20s like, and you live in New England, just try to ask around because you can get a job at any of these places, you know what I mean? If you want to get into sales, it's an opportunity to jump in. So, you know, seeing the opportunity, I wanted to do that. Talking to older guys, I think that's crucial to see how they feel about the job. And they all live great lives. My dad provided for us. We're very fortunate for that. And I just kind of wanted to have the opportunity to do that for myself. So it's a good way to start. And then I'll build on my, you know, my personal skills, my sales skills, and then really see if this is what I want to do. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely came across the same struggle when I was trying to go into college. We both went to UMass Dartmouth, so shout out UMass Dartmouth. Um, the fact of the matter was I was actually a criminal justice major before I switched to business. I don't really want to get into exactly what I've done. If you want to find out, you can fucking hit me up. I really don't care. But <laughs> the fact of the matter was just that I was going down a career path that I didn't feel suited me, and it wasn't something... As I started taking more classes, I just didn't really like. I, I criminal justice is cool, and it's for some people, but for me, it just it wasn't it. Like doing it, and being in those classes, I was like, eh, do I really want to be a cop? Do I really? Obviously, I know there's way more opportunities than just being a cop, but like, I didn't really want to get into anything with law enforcement. As more I was doing the research, I was like, this isn't this isn't for me, and I think it's great to realize for people especially for someone like you, Dylan, the fact of you're going to get into that position. And I know a lot of pressure is put down from parents, high school, all that stuff of what are you going to do next? You're going to graduate soon. What are you going to do next? Like, right. It's, it's, you get you get hit with questions like that all the time. It's like, and honestly, you think about it and it's like people don't know what they really want to do. Like there are very few people who when they hit that stage where they're about to enter college, they're like, oh yeah, I know what I'm going to do. And they stick to that kind of plan. Usually it it seems like everyone always switches up what they're initially going to do. And I don't really know what I want to do. And I'm kind of before that point where I've made a decision and switch it up or anything like that. I've kind of more of just been trying to think and plan out what could be an option for me down, down the road. Yeah, I think that's a struggle for a lot of kids coming out of high school is what to do next. And I know I've talked to you just off record of just if you don't want to go to school, you don't know what you want to do. Don't fucking go to school and waste your money. Like I said it before in this podcast, like so many kids will go to school. I know a few off record too, just that went to school and didn't even get a degree. Like they didn't try hard enough or this program wasn't for them and they realized that after the fact and you're wasting thousands and thousands of dollars and it's just not right it's it's not it's idiotic but it's it's not smart and for you i would always recommend someone being family too is just if you want go to community college community college is super like affordable and at the end, you can transfer to a school that you want to go to, and you get the same degree. Same right. Paper. That's that's probably exactly what I'm going to do, because honestly, when we had that conversation, it really opened my eyes to the fact that really all a, a degree is is a piece of paper that says you can do this task, and you can do this job at a competent level. And no matter where you get that degree from, it's not going to matter. And if you start off going to a community college, and you do two years, and you transfer to like a UMass Dartmouth or a UMass Amherst or something like that, and you get that degree from there, there is no mention of a community college on that no. degree. It just says 
you have gotten the degree from the University of Dartmouth, Massachusetts Dartmouth, and that's it. Yeah, so that's all just... it says, and it's something like that. It's like it's nice, and people want to. I know it was definitely more of a stigma. I don't know. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if it is now of just people hating on community college. I don't know if that's still like a big thing, but. I know when we were getting in there, people were like, oh, you're going to community college? You're going to BCC or CCRI? Right. It, it, people try to put a negative connotation on it, but usually when you have a conversation with a person and they like understand your plan, like if, if you're doing it and you don't know why you're doing it, you're just going to go, I understand. But like I, when I'm when I decided that I'm probably going to go to BCC, I have a plan. Like I want to do two years. I want to go and transfer to UMD, and hopefully I would have a career path in mind when I join. And when I transfer, but the other thing is, I don't want to, I could probably get into UMass Dartmouth now, but I don't want to do that and spend like, I don't know even how much the tuition is. Isn't it like, 15? it depends if you live there or commute. Either way, you're spending probably at least what, four to like 10, 10 K yeah, on a semester. semester yeah. It's just ridiculous amounts of money, especially for someone like me who I have no idea what I want to do. Like, I don't want to put that much money into assuming that I'm going to know within two years. Yeah. Yeah, no, no one goes to Yale not knowing what they want to do in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to pick the college that's going to fit kind of like your path. And, um, you know, if you really don't know what you want to do, then, yeah, Dylan, I would say try to consider the options Um, to play a little bit of devil's advocate. There are going to be times where you meet people that say, oh, you went to you went to UMass, you went to ZooMass. I did, too. And like that can help build relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's opportunities where you can get jobs from that. But um, I think at the end of the day working hard is really what's most important like if you can work hard and build your resume that's huge so if you don't know what you want to do Dylan you you gotta work that's something that'll help start conversations for when you do find a path no yeah certainly I certainly the work is definitely gonna be required it's just I gotta figure out where I need to apply my energy and my focus on and that's really what it's coming down to is I know that once I find my true passion and my true like desire in life to like as a work choice as a career path I know I'll be able to thrive in it because that's what I want to do like if I wake up every day and I'm excited to do something I know I can get a lot done yeah that's the key is being motivated to do something that you actually want to do and people need to understand too everything is circumstantial where you might have to provide for a family you might have to provide for other people and What's going on? You guys stuck there? That's good. That's good. We're, we're just moving it around a little. All right. Cool. Cool. But regardless, it's just like, it's all circumstantial. So if someone listens to this podcast and is like, well, I need to do this to get to that place to support so-and-so, and I can't presume, pursue something that I'm more passionate about, it's not an excuse, but you need to understand at some point you need to do what's best for you because you need to take care of yourself at the same time. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you're never going to be able to support the people you're actually supposed to support. And that's something I've always taken away from listening to other people speak and other people in other podcasts, just being okay with not knowing, but understanding I need to figure it out at the same time and work hard enough to know. Like this podcast, like I hate talking about it as if it's an idea, but like, cause obviously it is uh, something that I'm doing currently, but people who might just listen to this episode, this is the first time they listen to this episode and this could be the first time they hear me speaking and I want to give them the idea or the, I don't know, whatever. But so I want them to hear me talking about the podcast and how I came about making the podcast. Cause I've reached out, I connected with about, I don't know, 30 to 40 different people on social media the other day. And they were, I had people asking about how to make a podcast and things like that. And I had good advice. It's more about researching your topic, 
figuring out the name, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish with the podcast, your, your equipment, like researching like videos, like looking at people who've already done it and joining groups on Facebook who are groups of podcasters who share uh, similar techniques and things mm-hmm. that work for them is the whole thing is just regardless, like whether you're doing podcasting, YouTubing, going to school, connect with people who've already done it and not even just people who are successful, but people who also failed at it. So you get a full round picture of, hey, this doesn't, I'm not always going to be the Joe Rogan. I'm not going to be super successful, but I could be super successful in my town and connecting people that way too, you know? Yeah. And um, that's something that I was going to touch upon a little later, but I'll bring it up now. Yeah, is go ahead. That, um, talking to like the older generations, um, I think there's a lot that we can get from them, but there's also the misunderstanding. Um, when I brought up hard work, like that's what they like live and die by. Because that's the way it's always been. Like, you have to work hard to be successful in life. But um, I actually had a conversation about this at a lumber yard, which is where I'd go to see customers. And I talked to an older woman about how our generation now, since we have all this technology, we have the tools to do pretty much whatever we want. Like, people don't understand that you can do the research to do just about anything. Like, Jared here, he said, I want to do a podcast. He looked into it. He worked his butt off. He's got it now. So, like... You have to understand that hard work is important to get ahead in life, but also you can follow whatever passion you want because you can connect to those people. You have ability to reach out to those people on social media, you know, on the internet. You can talk to so many people and find out exactly what they've done and how their path has been and how it can be for you. So we have the opportunity to do a lot more now than they did. I think part of the misunderstanding with the generation that I'm a part of now is that parents tell their kids you can do anything but they don't include the fact that you actually have to work for it they just tell their kids you can do anything like you'll be able to accomplish anything but they don't mention you gotta work hard like in order to get what you want you have to really like put your head down and grind it out like because you're not just no one's gonna give anything to you and that's the thing that like a lot of people in my generation particularly don't understand like it's that you actually have to work in order to get things like you don't just no one's going to like hand you something and just be like, here you go. Here's a house that you can live in. Like it doesn't work that way. You have to work, get a job, work, earn money to pay to pay for that house. It's just. Yeah. In context, guys, we're speaking from people that live in Massachusetts in a nice suburban town, you know, so <laughs> yeah, a lot of better off kids. No, it's definitely it's circumstantial and there's no rhyme or rhythm so i have people who listen in different countries so obviously your yep. circumstances are very different than someone who grows up in the united states and massachusetts like of course but the same principles apply you got to be able to dig deep and maybe you have to dig deeper than i have to dig deep i'm never going to compare situations i'm never one to say you have it worse than me or i have it worse than you you might have it worse than me but i'm willing to communicate with you and figure out what can we do to help you get to where you need to be and that's something i want to be open about and like my DMs are always open, like whether it's my personal page or my Instagram on my, my podcast, The Carol Connection. Like I want people to feel comfortable reaching out to me and talking. And even it's just people who I used to be friends with, hit me up and just catch up. Like I was talking mm-hmm. to someone last night and I hadn't talked to him probably been a, probably over a few years now. And you just see him on social media and stuff. And I know he'd been in the military and we were able to just talk and just catch up on what he's doing and how he's gotten out of the military and just working and getting his life more structured and we actually talked a little bit about alcohol too and just like how that can be a pro it could be a what's the word i'm looking for it could hurt you i guess 
Yeah, hindrance. That's exactly the word I was looking for. It could be a hindrance to you and like could really hold you back from achieving what you actually want to achieve because you can get sucked in. That's the problem with sometimes college is these kids go and the culture is drinking. It's partying and it's not mm-hmm. all the time for sure. I mean, you could join clubs and stuff and there's definitely ways to get away from that for sure. But drinking is such a big problem in our society and it just it's, it needs to be talked about more in the limelight because we slap it on everything like if you watch the super bowl how many of those ads were actually about alcohol like it's ridiculous (laughs) it's all the time and it's not fair because like (laughs) that's like honestly if you want to talk about gateway drugs that is the gateway drug like for sure easiest to get it's easiest to get it's what people have been doing for years and like we think about it how many times someone drinks a beer and was like hey You've probably seen it at parties, Jake, just more or less. Maybe not the parties you've been to, but some of the parties <laughs> I've seen is people drinking and then they start doing all these certain types of drugs because they're not in the greatest mind state. So mm-hmm. if we want to go talk about gateway drugs in college, especially college, even in high school now, it's trickling <laughs> down. It's alcohol. It's so alcohol. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is it's stigmas that are built around these things. Like when you look at something like marijuana and how there was a harsh campaign against it in the early nineteen hundred, like in the early nineteen, I think it was the thirties. Yeah, thirties, twenties, thirties. ESPN was talking about it in first take. Matt Barnes on all the smoke podcast and Max Kellerman and Stephen A were all talking about it just in sports in general. Yeah, like Kevin Durant was talking about it shouldn't be a big deal anymore. It shouldn't. And the thing about it is, is that there, like you said, there are ads with alcohol in them everywhere you look and there there are drunk driving accidents every single day no one talks about it like people just accept it yeah it's just part of life at this point and that's the problem is that there's no stigma around it there was a stigma around marijuana that's why old people when they look at someone who smokes marijuana they go oh that kid's a pothead he's he's not going anywhere what's he gonna do yeah there's a that's really, not how it works really anymore. bad stigma around cannabis and like i even hate <clears throat> excuse me i hate using the word marijuana too when people are talking about it because that term was I forget the the actual person back in I think I want to say it was the 30s I could be wrong someone can fact check me but it was a political statement and it was used basically against race it was a race driver and part of the problem was too is when they came up the word marijuana they wanted to sound quote unquote Mexican and that was the part Jeez. of it and that's not even like I forget I forget the actual fact like derivative me. of that word but you can fact check me on that <laughs> but that's just going into the fact of just like the college experience and all that stuff. Cause there is a good college experience to get. Cause you can network with like Jake was mentioning it earlier with networking with great people. You can make really great connections that could lead to another job in the future. Mm. And <clears throat> excuse me. I think I kind of want to transition to a little bit back towards high school since obviously you're currently in high school, Dylan. Yeah. I kind of wanted to get your opinion on what's it like today going through high school. I mean, it has its ups and downs for sure. And I'm, I mean, when you look at it in its totality, it it just flies by. And that's the thing that's really hit me now being a senior is that when you're a freshman, sophomore year, you get told that it's going to go by quick. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to hear that. Like, I'm going to be here for at least another two to three years. I got it'll it's going to take a while. But once you hit junior year and you're halfway through and you're just like, damn, that went by quick. Like, I got a year and a half left. And then I'm going to be going to college like that. It doesn't hit you. And it's hitting me now. It's like, I literally have like, what is it? Three, four months left. Yeah. Something like that. Like that's it. And then I literally start the rest of my life. It starts in like four months. And it's just unbelievable. I think it's crazy just from someone like me and Jake's perspective where we've done it. And I think Jake could probably test. I think a lot of people who 
listen to my podcast could agree with this. Just that that day when you graduate, it just feels like a fucking dream. Like it's like this is it. Like it's over. Like half. Like you're looking at some of your friends and the people in your graduating class, and like this really could be the last time I see some of these people. Mm-hmm. And like not in some like I uh, can't wait to can't wait to get away from these people, but in the fact of just like life. Like tomorrow's not promised. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned earlier, I lost a really great friend this week, and it sucks. Like it's not fair. Like life isn't fair. Like mm-hmm. it's it's written up, and when you go through life, and you'll learn this, like. It really isn't fair. Life holds no judgments. Doesn't care if you were born like a rich kid in a suburban or you're born in poor slums somewhere in another country. Like it doesn't life doesn't care. It all matters with your perspective on life and how you approach things. And that's something I learned like going through the motions after high school. Because in high school you don't think about it. Like you just go through the motions like that's been your life for like twelve years or so. Life feels eternal when you're in high school and in like elementary, middle school, like you don't think about death. Like it just doesn't happen. Like there I've never had a person in my grade ever die. And it's like seeing what happens, it's just like, damn, that could happen. That's gonna happen. It just yeah, it's, it's, it's part, part of it. life. It's it part is. of life. And it's, it's just gonna like, happen. It's scary because you're just like, God, I hope it ain't me, but you never know. So that's why you just gotta live every day. Yeah, you never know when that's going to come knocking on your door. Exactly. You never know. And it's something that I've come to accept. Like, I think everyone should come to really, to their own, um, how do I say this? Way of accepting death. Own way of accepting death. It happens to everyone. You can't get around it. As far as I know, there's no cure. (laughs) So, like... Give it some time. (laughs) (laughs) They mentioned that on Joe Rogan's podcast about aging and how they eventually want to... They want to treat it as a disease, which is actually a cool way to look at it. Like, not a cool way, but, like, yeah, it's, it's a disease that everybody gets. It's yeah. fascinating. You're going to download your brain onto a robot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Elon Musk on that one. <laughs> I don't know about to do that. That's kind of weird. Nah, I just wouldn't want to do it just because when you think about how processes like that start, there's always mess ups. Like, think about when people were doing, like, getting plastic surgery it still looks bad. Like, I'm sorry. Like, when you find someone who gets plastic surgery, it doesn't look good. It, give, give, like, give it 10 years, plastic surgery is probably going to look great. But it's so early on that, like, they got to get the kinks out. And I don't want to be the first, per- one of the first person. the first into it still, and it's still not great. No, I know, obviously. But I'm saying, like, I don't want to be one of the first people who gets, like, needles stuck in their brain and shit. And I'm just going to be, like, getting tortured while they're trying to bring my brain back and put it into a hard drive. Like, I don't really want to be part of that process. I, I think right now, like, some things to, like, look at and be amazed of are just, like, the good things. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Mike closer. Um, the good things. Like, I was at uh, another customer the other day, and um, they were talking about how one guy came in, and he, like, a couple years ago, he looked like crap. He had, like, serious lung issues. Full lung transplant at age 70, and the guy is, like, living, like, a million bucks. He's like, I got an F... He's got, like, an F-18 motor in me now. Like, he's breathing so well. So, like, that's crazy. Like, imagine being on death's door. You get your whole lungs taken out and fixed, and now you're good. Like, it's crazy. It's unbelievable what science can do. There's a lot of things that science are going to keep doing and progressing with, and I'm glad that we're not, like, hating other generations, but I'm glad we are born in this generation. And I hate when people say that this time isn't like it's worse like this worse than it's ever been like it's it's absolutely it's re- false ridiculous like, we live in the <laughs> most safe like time period probably in ever in human history when as you far lo- as we know when like, you look at statistics it's just ridiculous how much warring went on in the last like 2000 years compared to now 
like <laughs> over the course of history there was warring literally all the time it was just on smaller scales and it, i guess more aware of it because yeah because social media. media so like when you look at the world there's it's a pretty peaceful world out there right now like there where is there a major war going on besides obviously the middle east but you know mentioning social media i do want to touch upon that <laughs> just being in high school because like i know for me and jake at least in middle school that was when facebook really was like like, up, yeah. yeah, you're asking, hey, can I get Facebook? Or for me, I used AIM. I don't know if you use that too, but <laughs> yeah, I used to text the girls on AIM. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone be on AIM. Oh, you working on your homework? No, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're on AIM for like four or five hours a day. Like, <laughs> but Dylan, talk to me about your perspective on the impact that social media has on kids in just high school. Like, I mean, it, it's vast. I mean, when you look across any grade now like all it's about is high school uh, all high school is about is the follows it's about the follows and the likes and that's what all kids care about like they're like i hear conversations of people talking about how many likes they get and like oh how many followers and stuff like that i mean it doesn't happen a lot but you overhear it it's and probably it's just, big with tiktok now oh yeah people on tiktok always talking about oh how many followers like girls always are always like how many followers do you have on tiktok i'm like what does that matter? <laughs> it, the, I don't even own one of those. Big, like, I don't uh, even have a TikTok, to be honest with you. Big issue with social media and women, teenage girls. I forget the the actual statistic, but I know bullying and suicide rates have gone up in teenage girls. And it's a big factor they looked at was social media. Because the access that you have to somebody is unlimited. And you can continue to access them. Like back in the day when our parents were there, like if you got bullied... At least when you went home, the, the bullies can't get you anymore. You're in a safe place. Now you have something where, in your hand, someone has access to you 24-7. You also couldn't run away from what you say. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> guess. At our parents' day and age, man, you, you say something wrong, you're getting popped in the mouth. And some, some people could definitely use that. <laughs> some people say some shit that they probably shouldn't say. And that's the problem, too, with social media is, like, you see today with athletes, if they tweet something when they're fucking, like, 14 50 years old it's getting held against them now like it's not fair see that's something i've always thought is just it's nitpicking at this point like they when you look at people like entering the draft for the nfl or the nba and it's like oh we retrieved this old tweet that they tweeted when they were a 15 year old kid and they were going through a some sort of traumatic time they tweeted this and it's super offensive and it's like that was an emotional kid that posted that like hey. that's not a sound a sound comment that's not a fucking sound individual. Yeah, He's going it, through puberty and emotions. Yeah, got and, a lot of stuff going on, hormones flowing, and kid yeah, just exactly. said some shit. <laughs> why don't you ask their opinion on it now? Like, why is there no trial anymore? Everyone's just a bad guy. They're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's complete ass backwards of our actual system. Like, in the court of public opinion, if someone says something about you, you're guilty. No matter what. They don't care. Oh, and totally. That, and that's the problem, too. And I hate, I don't want to really get into politics and shit either, but... Someone can just blast something completely not true and it'll get portrayed on every social media on all platforms. And it doesn't matter if they disprove it. The fact that they already posted it, it's hard because people are headline readers. So they read these headlines and just accept what it says. They don't care about the after effects and they don't care if it was wrong or right. They take that headline and go grab it because it fits their narrative. Along with what you're saying, along the lines of um, that you can say something over and over again and it gets taken as fact. I, don't ask me how I know this, but I remember I read a quote once and it was by Hitler and he said, it's not hard to lie to people. You just say the same thing over and over again until it becomes common knowledge. 
And that's that's what he's like. You can fact check that. I don't know. No. I I, rec- I recall hearing that quote, but yeah, yeah it's pseudoscience. It's literally like something that you thought was true that you just keep talking about, and you're like, yeah, fact check the kid. <laughs> it's not even close to true. You just have always been told that that's true. Yeah, so. people people don't give people really don't give a fuck. Like they they <laughs> don't they don't read. No one reads anymore. They see a headline. Oh, that's what it was. Cool. Mm-hmm. And half of it's just some knockoff bullshit just to grab your attention like that's it part of it is like and i know this is another topic altogether but the coronavirus outbreak people are freaking the hell out about it when really you're gonna look back at this in a few years and it's not gonna be a big deal like when the h1n1 was going around people were acting like that was gonna be the end of humanity like they were freaking out and it's really just another it's another illness going I mean, shit, around. Eventually one of them is going to end us. Obviously <laughs> one of them, but I'm saying that this definitely isn't going to be the one cuz when you look at like death rates and stuff like that of this disease, it's like 2%. No, yeah, it's 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 the fact that we just aren't we don't know what it is yet. That's the problem. People are just scared and then it I think part of it too is I I don't really know. Once again, I want people to be aware that I am not a politician. I am not like a psychologist. I'm none of that (laughs) shit. This is just my opinion. But I think part of it, too, is to influence the politics that are going on in our country. I mean, just look at the fucking stock market. The last few days have been tanking because Mm. the coronavirus, which it does impact because, like, they can't ship a lot of stuff because China is a big factor in the world economy so i mean my industry's already seen the results of it a little bit too it's gonna it's gonna get worse i mean regardless because i mean just look i saw a statistic the other day was like corona like the beer itself its sales have dropped just because of the name corona (laughs) and the same thing with chinese food chinese food like companies are literally seeing drastic drops just because of ignorance it's about association they just see oh this is coming from china anything related to china is now going to be associated with coronavirus and even like you said even the corona the beer is now losing profit because the name corona it's ignorant it, 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 exactly i think a big problem is people take shit for face value no one people are afraid to dig deeper and people are afraid to be wrong I'm one person that will say I am not right. You can fact check me. I'm probably wrong on about half the shit that I've said. Like, I'm just not afraid to be wrong. I'm okay with being wrong because I'm. I like. I think Joe Rogan said this. I forget which episode it was, but I'm not married to my perspective. I'm okay mm-hmm. with being wrong. I'm okay learning something new. And if there's new information provided to me, and we both can agree that this is factual stuff, I'm more than happy to switch my opinion on things like mm. i'm shown that i'm cool and capable of moving on and changing to different ideas and that's something that a lot of people struggle with today too yeah people just become blind believers of what they're told like you can look up any we have the internet you literally have a computer in your pocket you can look up any information it's not hard like google is literally right there on everyone's I phone i say that all the time I'm like you have no excuse to not n- figure out what you want to I'll just give a little spiel right here. You have no excuse to not figure out what you want to do, figure out facts, knowledge. You have everything in the palm of your fucking hand. It's called (laughs) Google. Like, what's the first thing when people are, like, arguing sports or something? Google it. Facts. Like, that's what it is. Like, uh, it's just ignorant. It's literally ignorance that people don't want to fact check themselves. And the key, too, is look at things that you disagree with. Don't just look at the shit that backs up your opinion because you're biased. That makes you a biased person. And everyone is biased in their own ways on certain things. But look at things that differ from your opinion so you have a broader perspective on every topic or whatever you're looking at. I forgot who it was that said this, but I remember it, it always stuck with me. It's always try to disprove yourself first. Facts. Like, if you have an idea, try to prove yourself wrong. 
make yourself wrong. Bro, just so everyone knows, this man is a senior in high school dropping better advice than probably most dudes after college. Just so people know, that's a fact right there. Prove yourself wrong. Try to do it as many times as you can to, before you even go blabbing whatever you want to fucking blab about. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's just something that I've always learned. I've always been a person who tries to take in others' information. Like, I've never been a person who, obviously, I give my opinions a lot and I'll be the first person to share an opinion that I have, but... I always try to keep other people's information in my head just like because everyone has knowledge that they can pass on to someone else. I don't care if you're dumb as a doorknob. You can still give valuable information to someone. I don't care if they're uh, IQ of 150. Someone with an IQ of 10 can still give someone wise information. It's in there. I think that was something that was said on our previous episode too. Not in the same way, but Brock Brock Handy and Rob Fontaine on two separate episodes talked about the fact Talk about the fact that everyone's story could be used as some sort of inspiration for someone else. You might not think that you have a lot going on or you're kind of a boring person maybe and you th- that's what you think of yourself, which if you think about that if you think about yourself like that, please try to think more positive because you're not a boring person. I would try to advise people to think more positively about themselves. but everyone has something that they could offer. Everyone is special. everyone has some gift that they can offer this world. And hell, no one's perfect. Like, there are days I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, Same. <laughs> everyone has those days. It's not about those days. It's about the days when you can look in the mirror and say, I'm doing a good job. Like, you have to be able to do that even on those bad days. You got to be able to look at yourself and say, hey, I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. Like, mm. I'm, I can get up in the morning and... There's something I want to... I want to turn the conversation a little bit to something sure. that you both can uh, talk about. Your dad. Your dad has been a huge influence mm-hmm. on your life, and I just kind of touch upon what you've seen. I, I guess Jake can go first. Just talk about mm-hmm. a little bit his inspiration on you and just seeing what he's done in his life that's helped you go forward. All right. So, obviously, um, you can, just like you said, my dad's a good inspiration for us growing up. He's been a great role model. Um, you know, it's, it's not like he's the most perfect human being in the world. Like, he, growing up, he had a really rough childhood, like, he grew up in um, Greenbrier, which is like an area in you know East Providence, Rhode Island, and <laughs> yeah, just no. moved around a lot. Um, broken, yeah, broken up family. Um, always moving different schools, you know, fighting kids. Like literally, that's all they would do is just fight. The boy would fight, you know, hang out with your boy. He, uh, you guys just get into it, fight. Like older kids, they want to see who's the cool kid, who's the tough kid. Everyone just get together, fight. So like he grew up with that. And um, there was a lot of other tough things that always affected him growing up. But, um, you know, he got with my mom in high school. Um, Then he just started his career path and he didn't know what he was going to do. So he just worked his butt off. Um, You know, he got into the building materials industry really, really young. And from there, he just built his built himself up. He he is a self-made man. Now he's doing really well upper middle class guy um every dime he has he's worked hard for um it's an inspiration to see that you know someone who grows up in the bottom lower class can rise like that you know and there's obviously gonna be people that say oh you know it's because he's a (laughs) straight white man but i don't think that's the the main reason i think you need to look at the the actions that he took full picture full picture exactly you know you, you you can't really um you know, I'm not going to discredit anybody who's gone through struggle in their own specific way, but 
you have to make your own path and you have to work hard. The most successful people in life don't make excuses. You know what I mean? You don't see Michael Jordan bitching because, you know, he, he got couldn't... cut from eighth grade basketball team. Like, he oh, yeah, he'll, he he'll bring that up, but that's not why he didn't succeed or something. You know what I mean? You don't let the little bumps slow you down. Yeah, Kevin Hart, like, promotes, like, the good things he does. Like, he's always positive. So it's like a guy that started off low class, like, he built himself up. He's like, I want to be a billionaire. Like, I want to do this and that. So it's like, you got to praise the people that work hard. So that's something that my dad brings. And, um, you know, kind of deviating, but Greta Thunberg, I kind of wanted to bring this up. Go ahead. You know, she 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 does a lot of, you know, talking, and she has a good uh, message to bring. But it's like, yo, why don't we talk about Boyan Slat? I know you've seen the podcast yeah, with I Joe like Rogan. Him. Yeah, I like him a Dude, lot. Dude, ready? If, if anybody's listening that don't know who this guy is, it's crazy. You're looking at Greta Thunberg. She's um, Time Magazine, Person of the Year. Which I don't... Uh, we're not going to get into that, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Person of the Year, and she just talks about what she wants to happen. This guy, Boyan Slat, he's a year older than Jared. He's like 25 years old, and he's cleaning up the friggin' ocean. <laughs> like, he's cleaning it, it up. His machines are impressive, and they're yeah. only getting better, and it's like... He's bringing attention to a topic that people claim that they're passionate about. This guy's doing it. Yes. <laughs> it's some something that it's the difference between sayers and doers. Like this exactly. guy's going after it and trying to make a difference that is better for the kids coming up, like Dylan and ourselves, who are want a better life for eventually if we have kids them and like so on and so forth. Like yep. that's something that I've picked up just growing up is you want to provide a better life for your kids than what you've had. Yep. And it's a constant build of just providing and being better. Because obviously, we're privileged. We come from a really great home. And mm-hmm. we're lucky to have the parents that we do have. And I'll be the first one to acknowledge my privilege and the fact that I'm lucky to be who I am and born into this life that I've been granted. Like, we don't have a choice to be who we are. There's no choice. It's not like it's like a my player in 2K. You don't yeah. get to design who you are. Like, this is who you are. This is who you're born into. And I'm a very spiritual person. Like... The fact of this is the body that you're granted, what are you going to do with it? Yep, you've been dealt your hand. It's about being able to play your cards right. You yeah, gotta... definitely. Wanna, how about you touch upon the fact of what your dad has meant to you and the inspiration uh, that he's provided? It, it's huge, man. I mean, growing up with such a strong figure in the house has always been a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just the stories he would tell us, that's the thing that always sticks in my head. Like He would talk about working at Home Depot and how there would be weeks where he'd work 80 hours a week like married with a kid working 80 hours that's unbelievable and some like the fact that he went from there and now he's supporting our family at such a high level and he's just just been such a great person to live with and be raised by i mean it's an honor it's a good example of someone who didn't take the college route and who didn't go that way and still became super successful and this there's tons of people like that but there's not enough people maybe that you know or have heard of, but it's just someone that didn't do that typical route. And back then, that was a, it wasn't as promoted as it is today, I don't believe. And I could be wrong in that, but someone who didn't go that route and is super successful, and that plays into our childhood too. Like I was definitely grateful to have someone like that, like obviously my uncle, so being able to come over and being close with you guys because not a lot of people are close with their cousins or close with their family. So our moms are sisters, so if anyone is wondering how what's the relation it's that <laughs> but just growing up like when we were especially yeah. from like i think it was late middle school to like high school basically we're like we're, all the boys were at, were at the wickham's house we're yeah. having a good time like that like 
I'm grateful for that. Looking back, like I want to be able to have a house like that for my kids, like where all the kids can come and play and just hang out and just get away from all the bullshit that you're going on in school and like be a safe place for everybody, you know? Yeah, we grew up with two v twos, baby. Me and uh, Jared's younger brother Jordan, who's my age, against Jared and Dylan. Yeah, we, and as we as Dylan got older, because at first it was me and Dylan, and obviously Dylan was <laughs> a lot younger than us. Five year and, age gap. Yeah, not like that. super young. It's that. It's like seven with Jared. But. Yeah, yeah, but we always tried to do it that way. And first, me and Dylan would get spanked for the most point. Like you have two kids who are about <laughs> the same age, so I mean, it kind of a little unfair there. But I always figured that. Not, not bragging, but I feel like oh, I'm older. I could, I could do a little bit more. So I judged me and Dylan. But as Dylan got older, the game <laughs> started changing, and they're a lot closer. I'm not saying we won all the time, but the games were definitely a lot closer. Yeah, they were a lot more competitive. I, I got a good spot up Jay in those, uh, those basketball games. <laughs> Set the pick and pick and roll, and I'd be spotting up. Dylan was always a good athlete. He was just so hyper competitive, and if things didn't go his way, he just lost it. So <laughs> he never stuck with anything because he couldn't commit too hard because he just like he didn't want to lose. So he'd just get frustrated and quit. <laughs> Some things don't change. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm still a very competitive person. There are times when I play Jake and Madden or something and, uh, you know, I, I'd he'd be smoking me or something. And I'd be like, you know what? No, I, I think I'm done. <laughs> I, I think I'm done. This. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with this. We finished five games in our lives. <laughs> Nah, but there there was a period of time where I got you in some Madden games. There's, there's, there was some times. Yeah, now he's a lot better than me at Madden games. I remember I used to, we used to just play Madden 07, and he would just... I would throw Hail Marys over and over again, and when they'd work, I would freak the hell out. I just uh, I used to play my brother, my oldest brother. I forget, I think... What's the what's the one with Mike Vick on the cover? Is that 07? No, that's 04. 06, I want to say. No, no. no it's not 06. Is it, is it 05? I thought it was 07, man. No, I think it might be 04. I don't o- know. It might be. I know 05. Oh, was Ray Lewis. But, We're yeah. going to use Google. <laughs> yeah, fact Google check, it. please. But regardless, so he, my brother used to spank me all the time, and like he always be the Falcons and Mike Vick. And I'll be like, I didn't realize it until after. It's 04. It's 04? Yeah, I had a feeling it was 04. But he used to smoke me. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> how am I keeping losing all the time? And then come to find out years later, Mike Vick was a fucking cheat code. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But there's a good example of someone. I know people who will hate on Michael Vick for, till the end of time for what he did to those dogs and for right for the right reasons because they were fucking cruel. And if you've seen the documentary on ESPN, it was the 30 for 30. This man comes off as super arrogant in the beginning one of those kids who's got all the money now and he's living that life and thinks he he knows it all and crashes all the way down and he's served the time for sure and he's paid the price and he works with those groups to make a difference and and something i like to point out is just second chances in life someone might fuck up early on but to deny them a second chance to be better to be a better human to provide a better outlook to this world is ignorant and it's unjust. Everyone deserves a chance at redemption. Yeah. I mean, if you mess up a redemption chance, no, that, then then it's a little different. Then we have a different conversation. If you mess up once, everyone deserves a chance at redemption. It's just it's not fair to just take away a person's life because of one action. Now, if you continue those actions over a period of time and you've had your chance, that's a different story. And there are certain crimes, too, that are definitely... Oh, you don't he, deserve second chances on that shit. Like, there's definitely some... And we're not talking about those stuff, too, or things like that. It's like even it's, it's like if someone, like, back to the tweets and, like, being young athletes, if someone tweets something stupid, 
Mm-hmm. Why are we going to hammer them, fucking lock them up, cancel cancel culture? Like, why are we going to do that? Like, they're, you think that they're the same person they were at 14 as 25, whatever whatever the age is? Like, fuck no. Like, but, if, I'm, if, if I got held to the standards that I was when I was in high school to now... I'd be pissed because, like, yeah. I am two completely, totally different people. And you could ask anybody in my circle. Like, I don't even look the same. Like, I had a fucking <laughs> buzz cut and a little goatee, and now I got a beard and, like, long top. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, the growth and change in people is something that we need to accept and be willing to allow people to grow, you know? People evolve just like anything else. Yeah. People change fact. with time. Time changes people. Time changes you change your, like, the way you look at life. You change the way you pe- other people view you in life mm-hmm. it all changes with time you just have to be able to give yourself time in order to change yeah as we are kind of getting closer towards wrapping up mm. is there anything that you guys really want to touch upon too um did you want to get into football a little bit concussions and stuff yeah we can do that for a little bit yeah tell, yeah. tell me talk to me a little bit about because <laughs> i know you've i mean i talked a little bit before on different episodes about football and the impact that it's had on my life too but concussions are a huge issue in football and if you've ever seen the movie concussions i'm not saying that's like the most accurate movie ever but like it does a pretty good job of painting a pretty good picture of like every contact you usually get to the head probably a minor concussion some some way or some form we're not meant to naturally just bang our heads against each other so yeah you can't slam bodies with another 200 pound man and expect there to be no damage in your brain i yeah, mean it's a fact it's it's literally like soft tissue floating around in fluid and you're just shaking it around as hard as you can. Yeah. Like it's, there's no way it's going to end well if you do that so, so often it's about teaching people how to tackle in a way that's not going to give you helmet to helmet contact. That's the most important thing that needs to be taught. Yeah. Cause you look at the way kids hit now, when you watch people play Madden, it's about the hit stick. That's what people talk about. Oh, you're going to hit stick someone. Let's the oh, drill this you, kid. That's the only thing I do. If exactly. I miss a tackle, it's because I'm hit stick. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. And when you look at it, it's it's not – you can hit stick someone without driving your helmet into their chest. Like, you can do it by diving at their waist and just using all your Full weight. tackle, baby. Yeah. It's, it's more than just the hit stick. And I feel like that's something that also needs to be taught to young kids. I know for Jake, I know – I've witnessed you take a pretty massive hit to your head and suffer a pretty serious concussion. So talk to me a little bit about your experience with concussions and your kind of view on it. So concussions are interesting because um, everyone gets affected by them differently. Um, it's something that, uh, you know, it kind of develops over time. So, you know, I joke, I say, I grew up when I was like three or four years old, like to play around the stairs. Took some falls, smacked my head around the stairs, falling down the stairs a couple times. You know, I don't know if that affects how I am today, but, um, you know, just hit your head on shit. You're a dumb kid. So playing football, it wasn't until eighth grade that I really got a concussion when I went to, it was like one of the last games of the season, tried to tackle some kid at his legs because I'm a short guy, literally fucking threw myself at people. And I took a knee to the temple and I was just seeing stars, man. Come off the field, see a coach who's actually the dad of one of my really like best friends and he looks at me taps me on the head he's like nah you're good go back out there <laughs> i could not see straight man i didn't know what was going on you know everything's like all lasery it's like you're almost high you're dizzy you don't know what's going on and um i actually made another tackle later in the game but you know <laughs> for me it would like really disorient me like i'd you know you feel a little nauseous um i would lose control of my emotions and that's something that happened to me um sophomore year 
And, um, you know, not going to pick on Jared, but he, he and one other kid that were really like the best kids on the team, one of the best kids um, in hitting drills. They both I wouldn't say me. I was one of the best. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you, yo, you, you were consistent and hardworking. You were never like in the wrong place. You were always, you know, you're smart. You knew football science. Mm-hmm. So they both hit me in the head twice in a row, one after the other. And then we're just doing drills. And my coach is like, Jake, what the hell are you saying over there? And I was like, I don't know. I just started crying. He's like, what are you crying for? I'm like, I don't know. Like literally just gone. Didn't know what was going on. Um, for two weeks straight, like I was just so screwed up. Went to the doctors. They said, yeah, you got a concussion. Um, took me out of football for at least half the year. Um, it affects you in school. You know, that's where I saw it most. Did chemistry, honors chemistry. I was getting like 40s on all my quizzes. <laughs> And I usually get A's and B's, you know, consistent, but I could not figure it out, man. You have to do, like, testing to see how your eyes can track different things on a computer screen. Um, but, yeah, they can they can add up. That's what concussions do. You're more susceptible as you go. And there's kids that we've played football with that have gotten them really bad, football-related, maybe not football-related, but, like, they do affect you. And the scary thing is, is that you don't know how bad, um, and it's a matter of how it affects people's lives and their decisions. You never really know. Like Junior Seau, for example, like he had really bad concussions and he, he killed himself, shot himself in the chest and said, use my brain for tests and study. And yeah, he had brain issues. You know, was that the main reason why he lost it and decided to shoot himself? Or was it conditions that happened previously in his life? We don't know. Depression. Yeah, there's many people like Wes Welker. That guy had major head trauma during his career and he's you know to our knowledge right now he's getting through it and he's good um the aaron hernandez special which i think a lot of people have seen i don't know if you've seen it jared yeah, but it. yeah they, they they said that he had major cte like most serious that they've seen someone his age and you know if it was the other pre-existing conditions that happened before that made him shoot people well one person definitively two people allegedly um <laughs> You don't know. So I think it's something that I think it's great that football is teaching people to um, be safer with it. You know, don't knock the sport just because there's issues that happen. You know I, what you're signed up for half the time, like especially maybe not as a kid, but as you progress, hopefully your parents don't hold you hostage to the sport. If you don't enjoy it, please try to communicate. If someone who is younger that listens to this and doesn't enjoy the sport that they're in, communicate that. And if your parents are reasonable enough, can understand you as a human being to take you out of something that you don't want to do. But don't be um, someone who just quits because they don't like it or it's hard because those hard struggles, like I know I could probably attest to you you as well, the hard struggles that we had in football are good tests for life. It's yeah. like a metaphor almost. What, what better <laughs> exact metaphor would it be to, oh yeah, you take a beating in life. You're going to let this kid keep punching you in the mouth all day playing football? You got you to gotta get past that and, you know, stand up for yourself and push through. So football and contact sports, they might be a little dangerous, but, like, you have to just know going in that life is dangerous. Life is hard. You know, if you mm-hmm. play it the right way and you get good at it, you're fine-tuning your craft and you're learning to be a better player, a better individual. And um, we had a great coach. We don't have too much time to go into him, but, you know, he's taught us a ton, man. He taught us never feel sorry for yourself. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Make it happen. And that's something that I think I always listen to. Whenever shit's tough, that his voice comes into my head. Like, don't, no, don't ever feel sorry for yourself. 
So that, that and for me, what's his what's something that he's always said that stuck with me is, look yourself in the mirror, guys. That's something I always try to do. Not, I mean, maybe physically you can, but like, <laughs> but like mentally, check yourself. Like, what do you want? Is this what who I want to be? What do you want in life? Is this what you want to do? Is this who you want to be? And that's something I, I think about all the fucking time. I'm someone who's so constantly trying to self-analyze and figure out, is this the best way to approach this? Is that the best way to do that? And it's trial and error, people. Like, you're never going to be perfect. No one's perfect. I'm not perfect. You guys aren't perfect. Like, there's no human being that is a perfect human being. It, it doesn't exist. So constantly working on your craft and figuring out your why in life and your purpose, because we all have one. You just got to find or you make it. Like, either one, just got to figure it out. But as we kind of are wrapping up, is there, I know I've already said it, but is there anything you guys just want to say before I have a few, like I have my typical question that I ask everybody. Is there any statements that you want to say beforehand? You good, Dylan? Yeah, I think I'm all set. All right, perfect. You good too? Yeah, uh, I'll say 2020. um, You know, February 29th, 2020. This is our opinion right now. So, subject to change. We're not married to this. And shout out Leap Year. This is fucking dope. (laughs) You have an extra day. Um, for 2020 to make shit happen so take well, that in perspective you have another really day to do shit That's February 29th <laughs> you won't hear this obviously today but like February 29th leap year maybe I'll do a, a, a podcast in four years to celebrate we'll a leap year we'll come back again <laughs> we'll come back here and see how shit's changed in four years yeah you know but okay so I do like to ask every single guest uh, what would your advice be to someone who's pursuing their passion and either one can go first. Can go you want first. me to go first? All right. You can go first. So you can quote me from earlier. Um, still finding what I really want to do in life. So what I've learned from all my experience out there and talking to other people, um, to really follow your passion, you got to talk to people that are in that career path. You're not going to learn how to get there unless you talk to the people that have gotten there. You know, there's stuff that you could read online, maybe learn stuff in school, but nothing's going to talk about, you know, you need to get up at six every morning. You need to do this. You need to call these people. You like the exact path is going to be different for everyone. But talk to the people that are passionate about what you want to do. Talk to people that have succeeded in podcasting. Talk to people that have succeeded as a nuclear scientist or something. You know what I mean? Like you need to find out what they did to be successful and then you got to grow that and build yourself a social network to support you building yourself up i like that i like that dylan um again i mean i'm just beginning to start you know my whole next chapter of life after high school but if i had to say anything it would be stay inquisitive always try to you know look into things deeper try to get a different angle on something um Another thing you could do is try to always stay connected to the people around you. Um, Even though, obviously, like Jake said, you got to connect with other people who've done that. Staying connected to the people around you who've been there for you. That's always important to make sure you have a good support system around you to be able to go for the dreams that you want to be able to achieve. And to me, that's one of the most important things is having support because even when other people don't support you, you still have to support yourself. And there are going to be times when people will talk bad about what you want to do and tell you the way you should do things. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's about you and it's about what you are trying to accomplish in your life. And 
really, it at the end of the day, it's not going to matter what those other people were going to do because they're not in your position. Like, if you're in a position to do something with your life and another person is trying to tell you not to, it's because that's what they would have done if they could have lived their life different and if they were in your situation. And there's a reason that they're not and there's a reason that you are where you are. So just you got to make the best of it, pursue your passion, get shit done. Love that shit. That was really well said, Dylan. Appreciate didn't, it. Didn't expect that from you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's kind of smart. <laughs> I try. But I do want to take a chance to thank you guys for hopping on an episode with me. This was super fun to do, and I like the fact it was a lot of a conversation, too, of back and forth and just talking about random shit in life besides just life stories. So I do. I did enjoy this one. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. Hopefully we can do a follow-up episode in the future and see what's going on. Four years later. <laughs> Four years later. <laughs> so, thank you guys. So I'll give my little spiel now. So thank you to everyone that has listened so far and continued to support me. And shout out to the new people who started following me and reaching out to me. I do appreciate you guys as well. So if you do want to check out the episode, you can check it out at my website, thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Or available on all the major platforms, Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. You know where to find me, people. Same place. You can find me on Instagram at The Carol Connection, Twitter, Connect Carol. I'm on TikTok, The Carol Connection. Like, I'm on all the social media platforms. I'm trying to promote a good message, and hopefully you guys can get something from this episode and my future episodes as well. And just for the people in the town of Seekonk, and just listen to this and just Rest in peace, Ashley Miller. We love you. Hopefully Haley greeted you well. And until next time, guys. Bye.